0: Before the show, I want to take a quick minute and shout out a local business here in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is not a sponsored ad. This is just a feature, something I want to do to promote one of the many local businesses in my city. For this episode, I am going to feature easily my favorite dessert spot, Two Scoops Creamery. As a Penn Stater, I've been spoiled with amazing ice cream for a long time. We are known for it. Go look it up. And when I got to Charlotte, we actually lived right down the street from the original Two Scoops in Plaza Midwood. Let's just say that my wife and I became frequent visitors and it continues to be one of our favorite places to go. We even went a couple weeks ago on one of the coldest days of the year. It's that good. So if you live in the Charlotte area, please consider stopping by Two Scoops to get your ice cream fix. You will be supporting a local and black owned business now. It's on to the show. Hey everyone, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Amazon number one best selling book, Culture of Excellence. How do culture and leadership impact the performance of a team? For the past 30 years, one organization in baseball has stood taller than all the rest the New York Yankees. In Culture of Excellence, Colin Sumilia, that's me, takes us inside baseball's most successful franchise to uncover compelling and useful lessons in leadership. Culture of Excellence is transformative in its premise. It shares strategies you will want to apply and knowledge you can acquire to effectively improve your team and motivate your people. With three foundational pillars, you can become a more effective leader and build a culture of excellence through stories from the Yankees. And you can purchase your copy of Culture of Excellence from any online retailer there are hard copy, ebook, and audiobook versions available. You can also purchase a hard copy of the book directly from me, and I will personalize it for you and send you swag items like a bookmark and a sticker. Head over to www.talent409.com/backslash culture-of-excellence to view all of your options and learn how you can discover your talent altitude through my book. Culture of excellence. Okay, everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. We're actually calling this a coaching call. And for this first episode, I have one of my favorite people, Danny Faye, here with me. You've heard Danny a number of times on this podcast. Her and I have jammed together a bunch. She had her own. Special guest episode way back in the day. I think that was in 2019. Now already, right. and so, Danny, welcome back to the show. How are you doing?
1: Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you're here too. And uh, I will let the listening audience know that obviously you and I we we know each other pretty well, and um, this is more of a, an exercise so that people can understand what goes into what I call a discovery call if they are going to enter into a one-on-one working agreement with the Talent 409 Leadership Academy. So, you've been gracious enough to give us some of your time today to run through the questions that I would normally ask on a call like that. So I just want the listening audience to know that this is more of a mock style than anything else, because I I know Danny pretty well, although I'm sure I'm still going to learn some things. Mm -hmm. um, So you can at least get an idea of what this is like, and we'll run through uh, everything as concisely as possible. So I'm just going to kick it right off, Danny, and I'd love for you to tell me about um, about yourself. Tell me, again, pretend you don't know me, but tell me what sport you play, uh, what year you're in, position, playing time, anything relevant to your softball.
1: All right. Well, I am a senior at Penn State University. I play softball here, and I'm a senior this year, so... Um, applied for graduation the other day so I guess we'll see (laughs) that's very new for me but very exciting I play outfield I'm the center fielder um moved around a couple times my freshman year from catcher to outfield but stuck that spot in my sophomore season and have had it ever since um everything else about me is just basically normal I'm a broadcast journalism major so that's why I was really uh had a good time with Colin and I doing that call together but um trying to get into sports with that stuff uh, I'm a Yankees fan that's also why we get along really well but <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about it I mean really just is like family softball and you know bettering myself every day that's really it but not too exciting but living the life <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you're, you're you're at Penn State and you're playing softball I mean what else mm-hmm. do you really need right <laughs>
1: Exactly. Trying to make it five years if I'm lucky, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, this isn't a question that I had, but it it is something that would be relevant to the conversation. I mean, that fifth year of eligibility, that extra year, I guess, if you want to call it, has that been something that you've given some thought to? Is that something that you're ready to, you know, maybe discuss now? Or is it you want to play out the season a little bit more before you come to a decision on that?
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's tough because obviously, like with from a life point of view, I'm really ready to graduate and uh, get into my career and start building more connections with everyone. And I really enjoy my like my career path so far, so I'm excited for that. But at the same time, a season did get taken away from us, and I don't want to jump the gun on something that uh, I love so much. Like if I if I really feel in my heart that I want to play when this season is done, I'm sure I can have a discussion with my coach, but. A lot of stuff has to fall into place with that, it's especially because like I have to play at a certain with a certain amount of credits. So no matter what, I am getting my degree, my, um, my bachelor's degree this year, and I would start my master's, which is like I wouldn't finish it right away. So it's weird, kind of like iffy to start it, but I wouldn't be able to finish it unless I wanted to go back to school. But from a softball point of view, I mean, I would love to just be on that field like as long as I can, because even this season's not 57 games. It's only going to be around 30. But so being able to stay one more year is definitely something I've put into consideration. I think all of us are. And I mean, why wouldn't I want to stay here another year? (laughs) It'd be really great, but everything has to fall into place pretty perfectly, I think, so I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it seems like there's definitely some complexities to it that you'd have to consider, maybe based on what does end up happening, if you're able to play as many games as you hope this year, and just other things falling into place. So uh, again, if this was the first time I I was chatting with you, and and this is a discovery call that that's no I'm going to take as a facilitator to say like, okay, let's revisit that later on, because that is something that we need to keep in mind. But I don't know that it's necessarily something that we need to a major focus on right now we can move on to to other areas so uh with that we will move on to my next question for you so i essentially just want you to break down for me and and this can be related to just the softball field or you can do it as as a person like as you are as a whole person Um, but i'd like you to list off your head here uh, some of the strengths that you feel you have as a person
1: Uh, strengths as a person, I know they directly correlate to how I am as a teammate. So I know my teammates always have called me very like personable. I try to connect with, at least all, with all my teammates. It does get hard when you're not the same person. I mean, you get on a field and you click with the, the person that's super like similar to you. That's just easy, but being able to be a little bit more personable and try to connect with people is something that I really take Uh, for granted because I, or don't take for granted because I'm like very good at speaking with people and trying to like open up to them and trying to get them to feel more comfortable with us, which everyone needs to be on the same page to play as a team. But I also respect the fact that my teammates have come out to tell me that because I didn't really know that. I honestly just want to be friends with all of them, (laughs) but uh, now I do recognize it. And I honestly give more effort to it, to be able to be more of a personal person, but also uh, respect that and like take it, take that to the next level, like reach out when you might not think that anyone really needs help, but trying to be more like selfless in that aspect of things. So I would say those two being a personal being selfless player and a teammate are something that have definitely gotten me very far. And uh, I really know that they will take me far in life too. So being able to learn that from my parents growing up is definitely my strength.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome and one of the reasons that I asked this question is because it's always important to highlight the strengths, right? Like so often I think we get stuck in whether it's personally we're reflecting on ourselves or we're reading a self-help book like we're we're always looking to fix something, right? Like there's there's something yeah. wrong with us, but all of us have strengths. So to ask mm-hmm. that question and to understand where your strengths are right now is something that we want to highlight because essentially what we're going to going to end up doing is using your strengths to help you build on some of your weaknesses, which we're going to get to here in a second. So uh, Mm -hmm. great, great to know that you've been able to identify those strengths. Now I want to flip it then to the weaknesses. And I know this is sometimes difficult for people to admit they have problems, but I think it takes a self-awareness to admit that you have areas of weakness. And it doesn't mean that you're you know, a dumb person. It doesn't mean that you're a bad player, or a bad teammate. It just means we can work on it. So off the yeah, top of your head, are there areas, challenge areas, areas of weakness, however you want to look at it that you can talk to us about?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, just like the opposite of what my, what my strengths are. I don't, I have a habit of not focusing on myself enough. Like there's a lot of times where I don't, I'm focused on other people too much that I don't think about what I need in the moment which is something I've definitely come to recognize over my years here. That's how I learned that here. <laughs> but, um, and it is hard to flip that switch and be like, no, I can't, I can't be good for them or my family or my significant other. And, unless I'm good for myself. Yes. So that's like something that I'm very aware of and I'm still working on. It's pretty difficult for me, especially when um, I'm focused on a hundred different things, but sometimes you just need to take that that day or a couple of hours just to yourself. But I've definitely, am still learning
0: that, but that's a <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. I think it's a tough one for a lot of us and, and especially people, you know, like yourself, who I think you're just naturally a, a giving person. You're naturally just a, a nice person that wants to get along with everybody. And, and sometimes you get wrapped up then in everybody else and, and you don't, and you said it perfectly. You can't help other people, unless you, you help yourself first. So unless you're the best version of yourself, you can't really help other people. So it's good that you've identified it. and Now we just need to take steps to make it so that, you do more of being selfish and it's okay to be selfish. Like I tell that to people all the time. Sometimes that gets a a negative connotation attached to it, but I think we need to be a little bit more selfish in certain situations in order to better ourselves for other people. And it seems like you've identified that. So we'll definitely work on that uh, even more. Yeah, definitely do. So um, I don't need you to, uh, I guess, give it all, but I'd love for you if there are some, goals that you have short-term goals, some long-term goals, maybe one or two Mm -hmm. of each uh, that you want to talk about here on this discovery call that we can at least have a starting point to say like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to combine these strengths. We're going to combine these weaknesses, everything else that we're going to talk about. And these are some goals that I want to achieve as well. Do you have a couple off the top of your head that you can talk about?
1: Yeah. um, I definitely want to be an All-American this year and I always have had that in the back of my head and never really said it until I read that book with my team legacy. And it was like, do the crazy, crazy dream. Like it was, I think it was a quote from Muhammad Ali. And he was like, um, he said he was the greatest fighter in the world. And when he wasn't, but if you speak it into existence, you write it down, things will happen. So kind of like a weird manifestation kind of thing, which is a whole different section of life, but I want to be an All-American this year. I'm saying it to my family. I don't care how crazy they think I am, but uh, that's one of them. And I do want to be remembered as a great teammate and a great leader. I just want to be able to. I don't know really know what what that looks like. When I was writing that down, I don't know how. Like I don't. I know what it looks like and I know what it feels like, but I didn't know how to like write it down with um with like some different keywords. I just have be remembered as a great teammate. Period. <laughs> so. Yeah. I know that um, I just want those people to be able to know that they still have me after I leave. And I just want to leave the, like the program in a better place, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I won't spend as much time on that, the latter point, because I think you've identified what you need to do in order to make that goal a reality. But just real quickly, I'd like to ask you about the all American aspect and you know, how difficult it is to be recognized at that level. I mean, as objectively as you can talk about it right now, just from a what you can control perspective, right? The work that you can put in, do you think that you are working at an all-American level or is that something that maybe we need to talk about and, and get you from where you are today to that level?
1: I think I do have the work ethic for that, but I know that I can be better with certain aspects. I have a bad, like when I go home, I have a bad habit of just stressing about staying in shape when that really doesn't like, I'm gonna be able to, I'm gonna be in shape no matter what. So I tend to lean on the, I need to work out more versus like, I need to go hit off the tee more. So I know that is something that I just don't really focus on, but this past, this past uh, break, obviously we had a long time. We were not, we were home from like November and we just got back yesterday. So being able to spend that time, I sw- made a switch and did the other way around. Even if it was like watching film on myself, Uh, that was something that I like put in, which I didn't used to do, but one of my teammates and I had a really good time talking about it this year because we both, we agreed that we both want to do this this year. We both want to be all Americans. Uh, She's a sophomore. I'm a senior. Obviously she has more time to make up that, like make that dream happen. But I know that my work ethic's there, but I just have to focus more on the softball piece because I'm not like for softball, my hitting is where I'm going to have to try really, like really, really hard and work hard to figure out that piece and be a smarter hitter, which my new coach, Coach Telka, he actually worked with the Cubs and he's really a good person to bounce ideas off of. So I'm really excited to be working with him this year. And um, cause I'm not really worried about my defensive play too much, but obviously I still need to work on it. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm reminded, you know, this is again, a really good conversation and good talking point that we're having. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to take away from this what I'm about to say to you, but uh, Chipper Jones was one of my favorite players growing up and Chipper Jones was a switch hitter. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be a switch hitter when I was growing up. Uh, a lot of that reason was because of Chipper. Even though I was a Yankee fan, I just really respected the Braves and they played the Yankees a lot and, and everything. And Chipper used to talk about how difficult it was to hit from his non-natural side, which I believe was was his left side, and how how much he had to like he had to take basically double the amount of swings in order to stay as sharp as he would be from the right side, even though he hit way more on the left side because there's way more right-handed pitchers in Major League Baseball. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things I think you've identified where, okay, if the hitting part of the component is where you need to make the most significant jump, then that's probably where you want to focus that energy and that time, the mm-hmm. most time on uh, versus those other areas where, you, like you said, you're, you're in shape you can get in more shape, but it, it'll, it'll happen. And your defensive skills are, are really good. You've been on the highlight reels before. I, I don't doubt that you'll uh, continue to to be really good out there in center field. So um, I think that's a big takeaway from what you just said is to say, okay, well, if the hitting's going to be there, then I need to, to do at least double and, and not, not just like from a time perspective, but it needs to be purposeful, right? Like have those conversations yeah. with your coach. Like what can I be doing to make, this extra time that I'm putting in more or most impactful? Like those are the questions I would Mm -hmm. be asking myself and my coaches to to help me get to that next level. All right. Yeah, Uh, of course.
1: And I think it's really, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. I I cut you off.
1: No, I was just going to say like the the mental part of hitting in the game is so important. And that's like, that's a, something that he taught me already like i used to be like bombarded with like a whole bunch of information from like our old coaches which that's what i thought i needed at the time but i i've learned that i don't need that like he literally tells me to stay loose and keep my keep my hands tight and that's it And i had one of the like i had the best fall hitting here and like that that was it (laughs) so not saying that's a secret but i think it's interesting to find when you try different things what works and what doesn't
0: so yeah Yeah. Well, and and it's another important lesson. I mean, everybody's going to be different. Some people want all that information and they thrive on that information too. Like that helps Mm -hmm. them be a better hitter, for example, in this, in this scenario, or it's the complete opposite. Like George Brett used to say, he was like, I see ball, hit ball. Like it was that simple for him and he's in the hall of fame Uh, and and he didn't want all those distractions at the plate. And um, you know, that's where, uh, from a softball perspective, you know, this is, this is easy for me to have conversations like that, like this is you know when you're on the tee for example that's where you do your thinking right like that's where you're working Mm -hmm. on your mechanics that's where you're being very careful about things but when you go into a cage or when you're on the field taking batting practice you treat that as a game situation you go up there trying to do damage like that's what I call the damage zone when the girls come into the cage I say let it let it all out swing as hard as you can I don't want you thinking you've done all your work in the lab on the tee this is the damage zone. So let's get into that mindset where we treat it like a game situation so that when you get into the game situation, it flips, like you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I can do this. So um, again, might, might just be a small takeaway, but I think you're, you're definitely on the right track for, for what you want to accomplish with this. I
1: like that damage
0: zone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so creative, right?
1: (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. It works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Danny, a couple quick questions here left uh, for you. So uh, I can gather from our conversation that, and because one of your goals is um, you want to be a leader. And, And so my question is for you then at this point, do you consider yourself an effective leader? Like, are you leading in the way that you want to? Or are there uh, things that you, you feel like are holding you back from being the type of leader that you want to be?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think I'm an effective leader to a point. Um, I am one of three seniors on this team, and I'm the only one that has stayed here since my freshman year. The other two were transfers. So everyone really looks to me for a lot, which I want. And I've, I know I was going to have that role going into this year and last year, but I tend to if I say this the wrong way, please let me know. I tend to be like a little soft, like with the girls, like instead of holding them like high, like accountability, like I tend to be like, oh, like it's okay. Or like if someone says something like that about like, oh, this this drill, like I'm so bad at this drill. Like I just want to like, I have a test tonight. Like I'm stressed about that. I tend to like just brush that stuff aside, which I'm trying to be better about. But I know that's for sure something in my leadership ability that I'm trying to be better on is trying to hold people accountable more to like a higher level because that's what we want that's what coach wants but be able to kind of be the bad guy sometimes like the bad guy like I tend to think that uh, my teammates are going to think badly of me if I say something to them but they just got if they are they will recognize I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart because I want them to be better because I know that they can be better so I've recognized that also this past semester because my coach was like what can she asked me that question like what can we do better as like being a leader like being like on the leadership staff so that for sure and that's hard for me because as a person I would never like I don't want people to not like me <laughs> but <laughs> they're not going to not like me because if I, I tell them to run a little bit faster or run through the line harder or something like that
0: yeah yeah and so. So you're, you're, you're basically trying to find that line between good cop bad cop in a way that you can still be effective and I think something that might be helpful again to take away from this conversation is that when you so you 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 essentially want to hold people accountable you want them to when they're at softball practice for example we shouldn't be focused on an upcoming test we shouldn't be focused yeah. on you know maybe some uh External distraction, are tests important? Are you know family events important? Yes, but as much as we can, we want to be focused on softball in the moment so that we can make this time as impactful. And I think um, you know, if you're worried about <laughs> being received in, in a poor way, uh, because you are playing that bad cop role it might just be helpful whether it's in a one-on-one setting or you just take them aside real quick and say like, Hey, this this is why I'm asking you to do it. You know, explain it. Yeah. And sometimes people need that other, other times, you know, they, they might be like, Whoa, okay, Danny, I I got it. And, and (laughs) good. Um, but some people, you know, might need that, that little bit of extra, um, Nurturing, I guess, for lack of a better word, and and that's okay, and that's where as a leader you'll identify. it Just like um, you know, you have different ways to learn, so do so does everybody else. So when you're trying to get a point across, some people are going to take it right away, and and they're going to be okay, and other people are going to need in a in a different way. So um, you know, I wouldn't be so much worried about being uh, being seen is being seen in a negative light. Um, mm-hmm. I would just, you know, focus on if you're going to have to play that, that bad cop and, you know, have some tough decisions or tough conversations, I guess, um, make sure that you're also giving them the opportunity to keep the dialogue open. Cause that, that could be where you lose people is like, you know, if you're out there just yelling orders and and whatnot and expecting people to fall suit, that that type of leadership just doesn't really work. It's not as effective. So, um, yeah. you know, maybe just to take your word, that softer approach once once you you know start to talk about these difficult things, um, mm-hmm. that that might be something that could be helpful with that. But but we'll, we can you know work on we we would work on that more uh, in a okay. in one situation. That would be something that uh, we would continue to do work on, but something we can at least do a quick takeaway from uh, here today. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to help you get fit. Christine here from Sweat With Sod's. Being at home has a lot of people in a rut with their workouts,
1: but you don't have to be. My hit at home workouts require no equipment and can be done in 30 minutes or less. And if hit isn't for you, I also design custom programs that can be done virtually, in person, or a combination of both i put my years of experience teaching classes and personal training into all of my programs. I've worked with lots of people and helped them achieve very different goals. So what are you waiting for? Head to sweatwiths.com today. And don't forget that as a listener to this podcast, you can get a discount with code DYNAMIC at checkout. Can't wait
0: to hear from you. And now, back to the show. All right, so last thing before I give you a chance to ask me quick questions before we go. Um, This one is more, I want to understand what type of culture, what type of environment that you envision your team being like. So uh, in an ideal world and and Mm -hmm. COVID or not, uh, what is the type of environment? What is the type of experience that you want to have from a culture perspective? Have you thought about that?
1: Yeah, we talk about it a lot. We actually talked about it in our meeting today and we have a new coaching staff this year. So we were really challenged with COVID and a new staff, Um, very, we got through it obviously, we love the staff, Um, but they're really trying to make a difference here and that is being culture. When they came in, they kind of asked us like, what's our culture? And all of us were like, we don't really have one. Like we obviously have tried really hard and like we know what it means, we know what it looks like. But in a perfect world, the culture that we want to build, and I know it might not happen when I'm here, I would love for it to happen. So in a perfect world, it happens this year. Uh, everyone's bought in like no one goes out of their like out of their way like to not think like their team like not not think team first like that's something that we've had problems with in the past like uh other like it's what you said external distractions like those have overcome people very easily on our team in the past and I think people are starting to realize that it's not okay if we want to be successful in the field because it does directly translate um and I think it's very like this we're all very like we're all have like really good friendships on the team but I think people have to like a culture doesn't need doesn't mean to me like we all need to like be really like close-knit all this stuff like we one of our main like values is um we call ourselves like family like we're ohana like our our head coach is Hawaiian so she wants to add the ohana piece (laughs) but um which is really cool to us like uh more like traditional and stuff like that but I mean, you don't always have to get along with your family, like we all can just be straight up with each other and just be able to hold each other accountable and like, when something's not right, like you don't, if your sister's doing something that she shouldn't do, you don't just let it go, you know, like you say something like, hey, are you going to actually think about this before you do it or like what's going on in your mind and we have to like respect one another to be able to make that happen because I do think it directly translates, but it happens off the field first. So in a perfect world, we're really close. I will say that. And we're all learning about each other a lot this year, especially with COVID. So that's really good, but that's what we're trying to build. So.
0: Yeah. I I love it. And family is one of those words that gets thrown around so often, not just in sports in the corporate world. And what I love the most about what you talked about, and this is really going to, I think, obviously help you achieve whether it's ohana or family or however you want to actually define it is is you took the time to define what what a family is like when when mm-hmm. you have disagreements how do you react to it you don't just mm-hmm. shut down and and never talk to the person again right or, or backstab yeah. or, or things like that like when when you're a family you have to work through even the difficult situations and then when it's good it's really good right so Uh, I love that you've already taken the time to really start defining that. And I think as a team, that'll obviously continue to, to help all of you. So that's, that's a really good shout out there. And um, it seems like you're on the right track. So, all right, that is a ton of information on my end. Again, the point of Mm -hmm. a discovery call is for me to get as much information as I can from a new one-on-one client so that from now on in subsequent calls, we start talking about everything that we just got the information for. And we can figure out where exactly we want to start, but there's obviously a lot of areas that that we can focus on. And, and so uh, these are super helpful for me from a facilitation standpoint in a, in a way to put together a game plan for success. I um, mean, hopefully they're helpful for you on the other side too, as just a way to talk through things that I'm sure you've thought about before, but maybe some things that you haven't uh, as well, or haven't at least in a long time and, and they come back and now you're a little bit sharper with, with everything. So um, before mm-hmm. we end the discovery call, I do like to see if there's any questions that you have for me. Um, normally there would probably be questions about the, the process and <laughs> kind of what to expect mm-hmm. moving forward. But if there's anything that you wanted to know, whether it's about my working style or, or what to expect mm-hmm. or anything that we haven't covered, this would be the time to ask questions.
1: Uh, I just had a question about the journal. Does everyone get one of those and fills it out <laughs> before your one-on-one? Uh,
0: good, good question. Um, not yet, uh, but it, it could be something in the future. Um, I, I hadn't even thought about that from a one-on-one perspective. I, I created them for for teams uh, to use mm-hmm. and obviously the individuals on the team, but you're totally right that that would be really good. And uh, what what Danny's referring to is training journals that, Um, As of this recording, aren't on the website yet, but by the time this recording goes up, they will be available on the website and Danny's gotten to see a, a proof ahead or give me some feedback on, on everything. Um, so that might be definitely a tool that we can use. Cause that is, you know, I, when I talk about it with teams, that's something that they can do when, when they're not getting time with me and when we're not doing this work, and that's something you can do on your own to hold yourself accountable. So um, great call out there. We'll make sure that we make that happen, but um mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as of now, I hadn't even thought of it. So I'm, I'm glad you asked that.
1: <laughs> I was just wondering, cause I, I loved it. I mean, I'm going to print it out and I'm actually going to like, I'm going to use it because I, I love stuff like this. And I actually like, I don't know, cause journaling can be hard with just like by yourself. Yeah, I've felt like I've tried it before, but it's hard. And I, I like that you can write, you write down your dreams and you write down your goals and this is how I'm going to do it. Like I liked that follow up And then the, I was just like looking at the meditation. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like giving this away. It's no, it's, right okay. It's, it's okay. It's <laughs>
0: okay. <not>, don't worry. <laughs>
1: um, I've never really like tried meditation before, but I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, why not? The only thing that I've ever done like close to this is like breathing with like our sports psycholo- psychologist and yeah. kind of like thinking and like visualizing. So I'm going to see like what we have for that. I think we can like use the call map for free. I don't know if you've ever used that before, but I yeah. think I'm going to, That'll hold me accountable to try something new because why not? So I was just wondering because I loved it a lot. So <laughs> that'll be exciting for people to get into.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the the glowing review on that. That's certainly yeah,
1: helps. you're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's gonna help yeah, people I uh, get, get excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if you don't have any other questions, Danny, I'm not going to keep you any longer. And, and most of these discovery calls are going to go about the 30 minutes that we spent. So this is actually you know, really good. Um, but thank you for taking the time to to do this and uh, for hopping on another podcast, even though this is definitely a, a different type of podcast, this coaching call podcast, but, uh, really, really crossing my fingers and hoping that the, the season does happen the way that you want it to this year. Um, I know we can't control COVID, but you can control everything else. And it seems like you're, you're on the right track. So appreciate you taking the time and we just want to wish you the best of luck for the season up ahead.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you for having me.